world is full of wonderful people who have been change agents or brought redemption to significant types of toil. Welcome to the Consultant Coach Podcast. Hey, today, work versus toil. Hey, we want to work and we want it to be productive and meaningful. Hoping that today's podcast helps you move the needle forward as you lead your team. Thanks for joining us for this uh, podcast on work and toil. As we'll talk about today, it's, uh, it's a subject we all face, and uh, we're excited to talk with you about it a little bit. Eric, you want to get us started here? Yeah. Well, we, we, we've run so much, we are always talking toil because as we, you know, as Christians, Genesis 3.17 says, Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. So you're saying we're just kind of this the result of the curse, or what? Well, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's first important to think carefully about our terms in American society. You know, work is generally viewed as this very uh, cumbersome, toil-like endeavor. And I think it's important to also back up a chapter or so and remember before the fall, before the curse, before sin entered, and even if you don't uh, share our faith, understanding that the the lord made the, took the man and put him in the garden of eden to work it and take care of it as it says in genesis 2:15 so we know that god's intention or humankind's design depending on your perspective is to work and work is meant to be good and fulfilling and meaningful however uh, I think we've all had days and weeks and seasons where that's not the case. So we want to talk a little bit about that today. Are we going to talk about the good stuff or the bad stuff? Both. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> well, where do we start? You know, what, 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 you know, there's toil. Yeah. No. Well, I think, uh, you know, I think to break this down in terms of things that are meaningful, and we can talk about some examples of each of these, you know, I think, that, first of all, the premise is, is understanding that toil can be redeemed, right? So there, mm-hmm. there's certain kinds of toil that we face that can be improved upon, made for the better. And so I think, you know, for the business leaders out there who are leading their businesses, their families, their teams, their companies, whatever that looks like, you know, you can be an agent of redemption for your uh, leadership space and sphere. And so we want to give you some tips on how to do that. Uh, first, though, I think let's let's share some types of toil, at least that we see. Um, the types of toil that I wrote down today are things like, uh, you know, not having enough resources, right? It's which, you know, this is what economics are, right? <laughs> scarce resources. Mm-hmm. Every leader has scarce resources and trying to manage through that. That's, that's a type of toil, right? Um, competence. You, you lack the competence in yourself or your team to achieve your objectives. Um, time. We don't all, we all have minimal amounts of time and mm-hmm. we can't possibly work 50 hours a day. And, you know, lastly, we, we lack a good strategy. You know, in my experience working is with a lot of clients, you know, they're wonderful people with vision and they have great ideas and they're great practitioners or, or operators, but strategy is really missing. And so for them, it's, it's a key, key need of thought leadership they require to be successful. So, um, that's in the business world. Of course, there's lots in family and life and other types of toil we all face. We're not, we weren't going to get into those today. Um, but I think getting into some of that. Yeah. Well, I, I can think of even uh, let, let's start nice and easy. I I was working on a pine pine block derby car with my go. son Nils, and it was working out well. And then, of course, it was all done, and I tweaked the wheel, and it cracked. That's toil. That's toil. It's like son of a gun. It was rolling just perfectly. <laughs> Is that what you said? 
No, yeah, I actually I did. I did say, no, I did say son okay, of a gun. I was good, like, crumb. Good. good. <laughs> I'm well rusted today. Good. Yeah, no, I am too. Um, you know, I, I think uh, another one that I find is, is toilsome in the business world in particular is, is it's so funny, this elusive uh, concept of truth, mm-hmm. right? I, I think I've shared this with you. I, I was always sort of, I hope for the best from the people I work with, the people who make commitments to me verbally. You know, we all long to live in that... Um, in that, uh, what is that show from? Leave it to Beaver World, where word is your bond and all of that. And and I can't tell you how often that I've had people not tell me the truth. And it just drives me insane. Isn't that frustrating? Yeah. No, and it's from people who I think many times they mean well. It's not even people who are always even intentionally misleading. They're either, either too optimistic or they're promising things outside their span of control. Um, that just drives me up a wall. But I've had to learn to deal with it because people don't mean to be liars. They just are and i think it's toil. well i it, it, it's definitely <laughs> toil it, it's not meant to be that way right it's we're we, but i think a lot of it is we get and we work as teams and it should be as team and they won't admit to you because they messed up right they my problem is i over promise and under under deliver sometimes right where i would i i i said it and i intended to do it mm-hmm and it was like in a race. I kicked too soon. Oh, crumb. I can't hit the finish line now at the pace that I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, there's not a moral failure in kicking too early in a race, but in business, that's breaking your word. Right, 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 right. Well, and it's, it's funny. I've had a, a really well-meaning <clears throat> partner on a particular project, and uh, and I can't tell you... I have to say at least every week or two for the last eight months, he's promised to do something about a particular problem we have in terms of, let's just invoice payments. Yeah. And um, let's just say the invoices have been racking up and we haven't actually resolved the payment issue mm-hmm. yet because there was some cash flow problems. There's some very reasonable reasons for it. It's not nothing untoward or, you know, evil about it. It's just he's continued to promise things that he clearly can't control. And so, you know, it leads me to have to really scale back my expectations for for a lot of things for him, right? Which isn't what I want to do, but in reality it is what I have to do. Um, you know, and that's a different kind of kind of toil. Um another kind of toil I always find it's funny is interpersonal toil. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you only have to do is go to one workplace and then you, you oh, see, or see one good place. workplace movie, you know, you, mm-hmm. you name the new, you know, or the office or something like that. And uh, office space, maybe, you know, and it, it's, it's a comedy, right? That the toil in the workplace is just um, exhausting. Oh, it is. And five minutes ago, my printer didn't print because it's like, oh, now you're out of yellow toner. Right. Really? You right. want me to spend 15 minutes finding the right tone? Or, you know, we're talking a few minutes, but that, right. oh, that's the latest toil of the hour. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm, well, I'm still convinced that uh, computers and technology basically doesn't work on Monday mornings or Friday afternoons because it's designed by people. Yeah, could be. Because it or, always happens. Or in family life, our toil this morning was one of our children, and it wasn't the youngest for crying out loud, couldn't find their shoes. Really? <laughs> toil. So, I mean, toil is always there, so... Um, she might have been 13 years old, but what do we do when we still encou- is 13? I hope. Yeah, still is 13 okay, years good. old. So what All do right. we do when we <laughs> encounter toil? Because it's one of those things. I, I think one of those things. It's going to happen. So what are we going to do? Don't you know? I, you can't say you know. You can hope to mitigate it. You know, but what what do you do when we encounter toil from a consulting point of view? 
Yeah. Well, I think, um, like anything, it's about assessing the problem you're facing, right? And I think um, the reality about toil is, is first thing we have to do is, is, to some degree, we have to accept that toil is reality, and life will never be perfect. We may have great moments, great hours, and, and maybe at times a great day, but, um, but toil will always return, right? That's the result of the world we live in. Um, but I would say, you know, from a consulting perspective and working with my clients, you know, there's, there's also the, a world is full of wonderful people who have been change agents or brought redemption to significant types of toil, mm-hmm. right? I mean, toil as in ordering from Starbucks is, used to be a pain. And mm-hmm. now I can hit my phone and walk from, you know, the Y across the street and get my Starbucks before it's ready before I even get there. And it's they will the say, best. good morning, Josh. Here's your cup of coffee. Exactly. That is redemption of toil. So entrepreneurs, you know, CEOs, leaders, the people who do the work, the front lines, all those individuals across the entire organization play a role in redeeming toil. And so, you know, from a consulting perspective, I think it's recognizing we can redeem some kinds of toil mm-hmm. in different ways. Um, what do you think from a coach's perspective? From a coach's perspective, it helps me to look at, typically it's one of three things. What am I dealing with? So as someone comes into a problem, and uh, am I dealing with uh, am I dealing with the emotional side? So mm-hmm. some people are just wired emotionally. They're going to they're gonna work in one particular direction, and they always do that. So um, if you're tired and you've gotten yelled at by one too many customers or you haven't closed enough deals, how are you going to handle that? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the emotional side. But then there's the rational side, and this is when we're fresh. After that great cup of coffee, we can think a little straighter. Um, so there's the emotional side I look at. There's the rational side. And then there's also what we build into our life. I know you're, you, you have some of the best habits I have ever seen. That would be kind of the path. You <laughs> have created a very good path for yourself, and it just naturally happens. Well, I shouldn't say it naturally happens. You've been very intentional. But I think when we look into things, are we interacting with the emotional side, the rational side, mm-hmm. or is it just the path that we put into place? Right. <clears throat> and, and I think a lot of times what goes wrong is we're functioning out of the wrong area and we don't realize it. You mm-hmm. can't always, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm not going to try to diet at 10 o'clock at night after a long weekend. I need to just go to sleep or put Greek yogurt in front of me. If you put a beer and chips, mm-hmm. it, it's going down. Because it's there and very little self-control at 10 p.m. after a hard week. Well, you know, a good analogy here, actually, you've made me think of, which I really love that, is um, is marriage, mm-hmm. right? Marriage and the commitment of marriage. And I think one of the faulty ways our society deals with marriage, as an example, and this isn't a marriage uh, <laughs> discussion, but it's a good, good comparison, I think, because <clears throat> to what you just said makes me think people tend to view in our society marriage as an emotional experience. And it is sometimes. It is, and it should be, right? But I think the intention of commitment and lifelong commitment to marriage is really meant to be about um, the path, Mm -hmm. right? The path, and the path also includes some rationality. It includes some emotion. It includes a lot. But it's about sticking to the path, not sticking to the emotion. Very much right? so. Right? And, and, and it works both in a business world mm-hmm. as well as that. You know, I this I'm side tangent, but it's not really. 
I am very passionate about wearing my wedding ring. Mm -hmm. Why? Everyone knows that's mm -hmm. part of the path. You see it. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, Eric's married. Yeah. Awesome. And even when I look down, oh, yeah, I am committed to my wife. That's part of the path. We have date night. Mm -hmm. Date night is part of the path that helps yeah. us move forward in a very healthy way. A number of people I have talked to and just flat out said, you know what? Um, oh, yeah, we haven't gone on a date in like three years. Well, why not? Yeah. Put it on your path. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the, and the flip side of that, the, the cool thing was our kids, um, <clears throat> we really recommitted last year in 2020 to more date nights, in particular since we moved back to Yakima. And um, <clears throat> our kids go, why are you going on so many dates? <laughs> and they notice, you mm -hmm. know. And uh, they, they, it was... Um, you know, it was helpful. And I think uh, as this connects back to the, the whole point of work and toil, I think of those three aspects you talked about, you know, emotion and, and rationality and path, I think one of the ways leaders can begin to uh, steady some of that toil, right, maybe working with a coach like yourself, mm -hmm. would be to work on their path, right, work on their habits, their discipline, and not, you know, changing their the daily work that they want to commit to just because they didn't sleep well, just because they had a fight with somebody, just because they had a hard day at work, just because they aren't feeling up to it, right? That there is uh, path commitments that can help them overcome some of the toil. Yeah, and and a lot of it is just self-awareness as well, too. You spoke of truth beforehand, and I love truth because it allows us to figure out when we go off path. Mm -hmm. So if That's I right. were your client and said, hey, Josh, I just can't pay this invoice because this blew up. Well, you you're an amazing consultant. You could probably figure out how to help him get that invoice paid. Right. But you can't help someone if they don't tell you. Yes, that's right. Yeah, you, mean you can only solve what you have in front of you for sure. Um, you know, the other thing I think is that um, other simple steps I think our leaders can follow is trying to kind of, again, look up and around at the world around them, right? In terms of not only can they focus on their own path, but then look at where that path is leading them to interactions, mm -hmm. right? Look at the people's lives they come in contact with on a regular basis, not just their family, but their neighbors and the workplace they're in, the people they see, the person, you know, the security guard, or they, in my case, I, I go to a coffee shop a lot for work and I've gotten to know the person's name, Colby, who's really nice. Um, and he knows my coffee before I walk in. And so I made a point of, you know, knowing his name, saying hi to him, tipping him well, not because I'm great. It's because I'm trying to redress a little bit of toil, maybe in his day. I don't know how his day's going, but mm -hmm. you know, hopefully makes his day better. Certainly he makes my day better. Um, but he, but he will make your day better because you care about him. Yeah. And on, on our run the other day, we were talking about what makes great businesses is when both sides of the business want everyone to, to win, win at right. the same time. So right. you treat him a little bit better. Hopefully he treats you a little bit better and he brings a little bit of brightness to your day, but it really is reciprocated both ways. Right. And where businesses go wrong is when they get selfish. It's all about mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. You have, and then we get into burn rate and yep. it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when Yeah. and you know. who you're taking down. And once you have that conversation, you're in serious trouble. Um, <clears throat> So uh, I think, so what we talked about a little bit about the how here, you know, there's, I think looking at ways 
that, you know, you see toil in mm-hmm. your life and in your working life. And then when it comes to consulting and coaching, you know, I think that in particular, the ways that we work with clients and the way that way that we can help folks look at their, their opportunities is really around, you know, again, back to this types of toil you're facing, right? If it's a resource issue, you might need an investor, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a competence issue, you might need to hire a new person or temporarily somebody with... Or training. Yeah, you know? or training. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, maybe if it's a time deprivation issue, it's about making a new path, working with a coach, reassessing um, where they're going, um, or, or strategy, right, is coming alongside a, a consultant to help redirect the company's, you know, how it's prioritizing resources and mm-hmm. directing the work. Um what are ways that you're seeing, you know, companies deal with toil and how they're overcoming it? Um, it, it gets back into what you said about truth, but for when I lead others, it comes down to communication. Our our company is to the point it's nice, it's large enough where we have the resources mm-hmm. and we can utilize and fix toil, but we have to communicate about it with truth. And we were, uh, we're we're a little short on Q1, and for various reasons, Q1's always our hardest quarter with uh, doing work deductibles, you name it. Mm-hmm. I shared it with my team. They're like, well, we can do a yard sale and this and this, and $13,000 later in one day, which for us is a really, really good day. But I was able, our team was able to do that because I communicated some urgency mm-hmm. They came up with an amazing idea. It happened to coincide with stimulus checks going out. There you go. And people are going to spend money on something. And you know what? Uh, People were buying motorized scooters and doing quite well. So it helped. You know, a lot of it was just figuring it out. I empowered my team, but they in turn helped me out. So it was reciprocated. So Mm -hmm. can I communicate that with truth? Right. Right. No, and I think that's where, you know, I've worked with really good leaders and not so good leaders, but the ones who are really know what they're doing, they communicate with truth. They communicate what they need at a, at a high level and, and leave it to their teams to apply their expertise. Right. Um, and I think that takes just a self-aware leader who is willing to grapple with this issue of toil, look closely at their work, look closely at their path. Mm-hmm. Where do they want to change things? Where do they need to, to keep things the same? And then where can they bring redemption to the toil that they see every single day and, and addressing that honestly? And I, one of the things I love about work is when work done well, it is rewarding. Mm-hmm. I don't plan on ever retiring. I plan on slowing down. But a lot of people think, well, when I'm done with work, I'm going to do nothing. People are miserable doing nothing. Yeah, They're no. fat. They die early. You name it. Mm-hmm. We are made to work, which is why you read out of Genesis 2, which was before the fall. We're made to work. Yeah. Love it. Now, how can we do it well? Mm-hmm. Or even at the end of the day, say, Lord, thy will be done. I gave it my all, yep. and I can sleep well. And I think that that's helpful to understand we're wired to work. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that for some people, and hopefully this isn't most of our listeners, but there have to be some out there who are so are so overburdened by the work or the, frankly, the toil is taking over so much of what they do. All they can think about is retirement. Mm-hmm. And I've been there. I mean, I have been there for years in my career where I just thought nothing but every day of saving a little bit more money because then I could just be out of this rat race that I just despised. Right. I mean, so I've struggled with this for years. Um, and finally getting to a point that maybe we'll get into another future podcast where I just realized that I'm called to work 
and I, when I'm doing it well with the right set of clients on the right type of work, but also have the resources to invest in my family and my community, um, it, it's just a heck of a lot more fun. I mean, it is really a lot more fun. And so, yeah, I don't ever want to stop working. Will I, will I dial it back and will I one day maybe take whole summers off to play with my kids when mm-hmm. I get a little older? Maybe, Lord willing. But well, And, and here's, here's the solution. You know, if we work the given framework and we have the mission and vision, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can get into how does your business coincide with your mission and vision? And I know you, it works perfectly mm-hmm. same with me and you know i think a lot of a lot of us we are working in our mission and vision but we sometimes forget where are we going and to clarify you're talking about your personal mission personal and mission and vision. yeah but it, so if we're in charge i'm in charge mm-hmm. it actually my personal mission and vision coincides with my work mission and vision so yeah. i am empowered there as well too i love coming to work yeah yeah no and i think that's where you know sometime we you know if listeners want additional information you know come to our website mm-hmm. give us an email give us give us a message of some kind we're happy to help have that conversation because that's where they'd start with a coach like you right is if they just don't see any connection of mission and vision of their work and and what they're you know and what they personally want to be doing then they really t- should take an opportunity to reassess you know where they're at and, yeah and, and, mm-hmm. somebody, and sometimes you know, it's even your team members i've yep, had team members true. like you really should not be on this ship yep. you will be happier yeah. If I fire you. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They don't think of that at right. the time, but I see they move on like, "Hey, we're much happier." That's cuz like I I had someone he expected way too much out of me. Yeah. Yep, I did. Yeah. They they were miserable, I was miserable, mm-hmm. and now we can we we figured out how to weed that out in the process. Yeah. And I've been that employee, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish I wish someone earlier in my career would have helped me do that hard work and in some ways I wasn't ready for it, but um yeah, I was that pain in manager's ass, excuse me, mm-hmm. <laughs> who, who was trying to expect too much and, and t- or trying to work too hard to, to understand and please them and, frankly, doing more work than I had to, overworking, not underworking, um, and uh, providing more, more information and more data and, and more research than was actually helpful. Um, and, uh, yeah, w- wish earlier in my career I would have had somebody pull me aside and, and have those conversations. Work more by doing less yep. and work more with a sharper saw. Exactly. Exactly. On the right projects. There you go. Excellent. Well, I think uh, that wraps it up for today. This is the consultant and the coach. We really appreciate you coming to hang out with us in our Work Versus Toil podcast. Check us out our, check us out our website or check out our website and uh, come back and see us next week. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to our podcast on Work Versus Toil. We have more good content for you dropping next week. In the meantime, if you need to reach out to us, shoot us an email, go to theconsultantthecoach.com, or look at the show notes for the links from today's podcast. Until next week.